Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I'm Quinn, your GM. With me today are Kyle. Hello, I'm Kyle. I play Duncan's All Over, the Vox. Stay tuned. (laughs) Oh. Hannah. Good morning, afternoon, evening, or night. I play Max, the Paradox. And Tio. Hello, hi. Hi. I'm Tio. I play Claire Claremont, the Forgotten Vessel. Sips tea. Sips tea. Sips Sips tea. tea. We have finished our fifth disturbance. Woo. Woo woo. Just five, huh? (laughs) These ones have been a little longer than some of the Monster of the Week mysteries. Feels like we've been disturbed a lot more than five times. (laughs) Disturbances can also have multiple threats, which makes them a little more complex. Okay. Okay. How are you all feeling? Synchronized. (laughs) Uh, Crowded? (laughs) Sad, confused. Well, my work here is done. (laughs) Yeah, great. Hungry, I'm a little peckish. We haven't had a snack break recently. A little relieved that the moon isn't looking for us all the time. What did you all think of the doppelgangers arc? (laughs) I love it. I love it. I want there to be more Duncans. Incredible. There's apparently 47. Yeah. Yeah. I love it and I want want a Duncan theme park. You want more? I want more Duncans. Our fans have been just like spinning out more Duncans. It is incredible. And I want all of them in this. (laughs) Kyle. I can barely do one voice. But somehow they are all quite distinct. I want Epcot around the world, but around the world of Duncans. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, vocally similar, but the mannerisms and behavior are very distinct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Come up with 47 different favorite snacks. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it, if that isn't obvious. I enjoyed having Claire be jealous that she's not the center of attention and literally (laughs) the only one who doesn't get a mini-me and a clone. That was an important moment for her personal growth. (laughs) This is the arc that we really fleshed out the pottery location. That's true. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Sip and Spin Pottery Barn. The Sip and Spin Pottery Barn is vital to the diplomatic future of somewhere, and it hasn't (laughs) appeared until now. So I'm really glad that that came out of this. Truly. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this of sip and spin and the cold spot from this arc. Yeah, got a lot of good locations this arc. Mm-hmm. Did you all have any favorite moments or anything that really surprised you? Fucking Maxity. Yeah, Maxity yeah. Was, a, it yeah. was a tight fight from a group who doesn't do a lot nope. of fighting. <laughs> Especially mm-hmm. not like that. Yeah, you, you had to do a real fight this time. <laughs> yeah, 40 episodes or so in, we finally had to do a fight. <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't just get like a giant Jeremy Dunlap to do it for us and a, or a solar or. A- uh, another kind of like favorite thing about this. I really enjoyed how we used the back alley in this arc. I thought mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. a really like we fleshed out that world a little bit more. And now there's like even a fun side of the pool monster. You know, I think that's great. I adored Jackie's daycare. Yes! For wayward (laughs) creatures. For for wayward companions and NPCs. (laughs) For wayward NPCs. Jackie's school for wayward (laughs) (laughs) companions and NPCs. You're our friend, but you're going to go hang out with Jackie at the pool because we don't want to deal with you for a little while. We have a Jackie hour coming out, but now I feel like I need to do another one that's Jackie's school for wayward NPCs. <laughs> I think that would be such a fun It wouldn't fun be Absurdia. It would be a different game. <laughs> right, but it would be in some way. If I find the right system, yeah. I will do that. 
It'd be like an episode of Muppet Babies. Yeah. Like oh, all my our God. Fr- all our friends yes. are there, but they're all babies. Yes. Incredible. Any questions for me pertaining to this arc, not the future? How long ago were you and Kyle thinking about the Duncans? When did the Funkins and Fuckins and Donkins and Dankins and Deacons and Drinkins? Behind the veil, there is always a plan for Duncan to, to <gasps> potentially have multiple Duncans. Uh-huh. But the way that it came about was only an arc or less ahead of time. Honestly, a lot of the names came from our freaking goofing around uh-huh. coming up with Duncan names. And then we we're just like, oh, this works pretty well. <laughs> Where all my good ideas come from, which is taking a one-off joke and turning it into a major <laughs> yes. plot point. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hey, if it works. Mm-hmm. I like to think it does. I yeah. think so. Yeah. <laughs> first things first, between disturbances, everybody heals all of their harm yeah, in Absurdia. So God. everybody clear your, your harm track. Okay. Let's move on to our essence refreshes, agendas, and end of session questions. Let's start with our essence refreshes. Does anyone have a refresh that they think they hit? Use the past or future to save the present. Yes, because I beat up Deacon. Wait, and we stuffed Maxity into time, mm-hmm. future and past and present. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, I think it counts. Go ahead and refresh your essence. Yay. Expose a hidden secret or truth. Kind of learn, expose the secret at the gas station that there's screaming fog there. I think we as a group exposed some hidden secrets from city council. Mm-hmm. The rock. The fucking stone at the... The truth of WSOM. Yep. Yeah, the truth yeah. of WSOM. Freaking where's Savannah off to Mondays? <laughs> nope. I'll work on that. Where in the multiverse is Savannah <laughs> the producer? I don't know if I count for having refreshed my essence track. It says tap a new source of entropic power. I mean, the bus isn't new. Trying to think if you embraced chaos with a new entity or a new phenomenon, this arc. I don't know if you did. I don't think I did. The I snarl think I... is an existing thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all. I think it's all stuff that I've been familiar with in the past. Yeah. yeah. Well, you did fracture, so you. Oh yeah. You should be pretty empty. Yeah. I don't think you used any of that last episode. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everyone should have a clear or mostly clear essence track. That's fun. Let's check in on our agendas. I definitely marked one from last time for my agenda of you put yourself in harm's way to take a stand against chaos and entropy. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to mark Dark Knight. You didn't ask for this, but you're going to make the best of it. Mark experience when you protect someone, even as you terrify them. Mm-hmm. I think yes. I can safely say that yeah. I did that this <laughs> I feel like you should be like three levels higher just from that agenda alone. <laughs> if there are multiple instances, you can do it multiple times. How many Duncans are there? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, there we go. We XP farm with the Duncans. <laughs> I don't think I marked the timekeeper from the beginning of this disturbance when I said that we were going to beat Deacon. Okay, if you didn't mark it, then... I don't think I did. So that's one for timekeeper. You should definitely mark timekeeper for beating Maxity. Oh, okay, okay. And then the other one is completing a dangerous task by myself or when I lose reputation with a faction. I feel like I did almost everything with you guys, though. You beat Maxity the first time by yourself. Yay, I leveled up. Woo! We were both whammied out of um, the picture. <laughs> does Maxity okay. count as entropy? Yes. Okay. I think I've fulfilled my other agenda then, too. Mm-hmm. Mark experience when you deal a major blow against or lose reputation with entropy. I feel mm-hmm. like trapping Maxity. 
in the snarl. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Sweet. Uh, my other one, I don't know if I got this one, which was resolve a dangerous conflict non-violently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the three of you resolved the conflict with Mina. That's, That's non-violently. true. I do that non-violently. And I feel like I resolved a deacon conflict non-violently. Yeah, mark it twice. I mean, deacon did violence. That wasn't me. But you resolved it non-violently. That's true. So, yeah, mark it twice. Lastly, let's do end-of-session questions. Did you successfully address the disturbance? Yes. Yes. If the disturbance was the city council is mad at us and Maxity arrived, we solved both. Mm-hmm. Also, Duncan turning into D- Duncan's. Doppel Duncan's. Yep. There were really three elements to this disturbance. There was the city council, praise be. There was the Doppel Duncans, and then there was Maxity. And you addressed- Two out of three. 2.5 out of three. <laughs> <laughs> so I say yes, mark one experience. Yay. Yay. Did your actions result in a significant change to the town for better or for worse? I think for better, we saved it. Yeah. And there's more Duncans. That is and, yeah. always an improvement. It's, well, we can't say for better or worse at the moment, but definitely one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. not the same. It's definitely not for the neutral. I think the abundance of Duncans, the Duncans all over, definitely counts as a significant change to the town. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unclear if it's better or worse. So mark one experience. Yay. Woo, I'm about to level up twice, y'all. Whoa. Ooh. Dang. Yeah. That's very sexy. It is. Did your characters change or evolve during the disturbance? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> At least yours. Yeah. Specify which one. <laughs> Change and or evolve. My character changed by a factor of 47. (laughs) (laughs) If yes, you may change one or both of your playbook agendas, if you would like. Okay. I think folks changed some last time, so you don't need to, but if you would like to. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping mine. Did you significantly aid or bolster a faction in town? We aided Underbelly. I think we aided Bureaucracy. I would say you aided bureaucracy. I feel like a bunch of Duncans is good for the community, mm-hmm. personally. Mm, is it? So, Look, yes. Duncan has a podcast. <laughs> As we just discussed, I think the jury is out on whether or not it's <laughs> good, good or bad. The good citizens oh of somewhere God. are now spoiled for content over the airwaves. Quinn, more Duncans is better. I don't know why we're having this conversation. <laughs> this is your creation. You're like, I don't know. I don't know if these Duncans are better for town. yes. Yes, they have made my life more enjoyable. They have made Claire's life more enjoyable. Well. Again, one of them has a podcast. Maybe this is like a certain threshold. Like there's too many Duncans now and it's hit like runaway inflation, <laughs> which means that like the total temperature of Duncans in somewhere is going to go up by two degrees and all the coral's going to die. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say we're going to have dunk stagflation. Dunkflation. Dunkflation. Yep. In Flunkin. (laughs) Oh, God. In Flunkin. No. (laughs) Horrible. Okay. I think definitely bureaucracy. Let's hear a compelling argument for Underbelly. Well, Maxidy was wreaking havoc and through the back alley market, and we have thrown her into time itself. And the marketplace has a new attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Flatman Stan, Tam Man Stan now has a new place to put up his... Um, <laughs> Flatman Flat Stan? <laughs> Look, I was just thinking of like Flat Sounds like Stanley. A 
He's and flat now. <laughs> yeah. The bus is spiked. It can't run him over. Well, hold on, hold on. We actually have two new places in the underbelly because we now have this hangout pool. Yes. And Jackie's school for, Jackie's school for wayward NPCs yeah. got scooped mm-hmm. into the underbelly. I think Underbelly helped you all quite a bit. <laughs> we helped each other, Quinn. Yeah, we, we helped, helped the Underbelly too. Friendship's a two-way street. I think plus one bureaucracy feels right to me. Okay. okay. We put that on our reputation? Yeah, so add plus one Yay. to bureaucracy. Did you cause significant problems for a faction in town? Uh, mm. Probably entropy, maybe, by kicking Maxity into the snarl. Yeah. Walker is also doing some stuff. Remember, we got another tree just like, but I don't know if that did anything. I don't know if we hindered it. We didn't really yeah. help or hinder Walker in this arc. I don't know if you caused significant problems for any faction in town. The only thing I could potentially see is Claire causing problems for entropy by repeatedly spurning Walker and yep. Rudy. I could mm-hmm. see that. But I don't know if it was egregious enough to merit this. Kind of like community and underbelly weren't significant enough to merit it. Yeah, I don't think so because it's not like Claire didn't say no. She said, I'm going to think about it. Yeah. Okay. We'll call it a clean slate on causing significant problems for a faction, which I think is a first. Honestly, yes. (laughs) Growth. Character growth. Character growth. We love to see it. Yeah, we do. All right. I heard y'all have some level ups. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got two, baby. First time ever. Yeah. What would you all like to take for your advancements? I would like to overcome a fracture because I've now... Because <laughs> you have a bunch of them. Yes. And that is the vertigo face fear fracture. Interesting. I would have thought you might overcome Rudy Fomo. Oh, <laughs> under sway. I mean... It's up to you. Yeah, no, you're right. Maybe you do still feel a little Rudy Fomo. No, no, no. I'll do, I'll do the Fomo. I'll, vertigo right. is kind of a funnier fracture. <laughs> That's true. I think it's great if you have the Rudy Fomo fracture. Well, given the other move that I'm looking to take, maybe not. I think I'm going to get rid of the Fomo fracture. Mm -hmm. And then for the second one, it's a special thing on my sheet. Yeah. (laughs) It's gain the following move, the return. You may mark three vestige to summon the entropic terror to your body once more. For the rest of the scene, you gain a natural attack befitting the entity. Three harm, close area entropic, ignore armor, and are immune to most damage. You automatically succeed on any roll to embrace chaos during this time as well. When the scene ends, you drop out and suffer fracture as though you exhausted your essence track. When you mark your last fracture, hand your character sheet to the GM. You are now a threat. <gasps> oh, <laughs> fuck! Scary. This so is you're like... giving yourself the ability to make Rudy appear. Yes. Terrifying. Yes. Tio? I'm so scared of you right now. (laughs) I think it's only fair. It's only fair for Claire that that's an option. But before I commit, I just want to clarify a thing with the with our dear GM. Hey, Claire. Claire. Uh, Hey, hi. Hello. It's me. (laughs) So (laughs) if I summon the Entropic Terror and I get all of these benefits where I'm like real souped up, am I still making my decisions or am I making decisions as Rudy? Okay, then yes, then I will take it. You still have to deal with your entropic soul move, where the fractures are fissures from which the vestiges of entropic horror seep through. Yep. I will use that much more often if you summon Rudy, but <laughs> it's still your choice. Sweet. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm in danger. I'm in danger. Yeah. Okay, I have decided what I'm going to take. I'm going to take Rewind, which is you can shift back to a previous mm. space that you've occupied on this timeline, allowing you to instantly appear at any place you've been before. When you do so, mark one anomaly and roll chaos. On a 10 plus, you arrive there, no problem. 7 to 9, your timing is off. Either you land somewhere else on your timeline or arrive later than you expected. On a miss, you succeed as if you rolled a 10, but the GM holds one. They can spend their hold at any point to shift you somewhere else on your timeline. <laughs> Yay. Fun. Yep. Big swoop. Don't miss. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't miss. You've got, been a lot of really bad places. <laughs> I've got a three in chaos, okay? <laughs> fun. These are fun moves. I'm excited. <laughs> Kyle. Yes. Yes. Hello. 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 Do you want to tell us about your particular advancement? Yes. So Duncan is now Duncan's. So Duncan is going to change playbooks. Yeah. Woo. The Duncans have, have met and they've come to an accord and they voted surprisingly unanimously. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to change from the Vox to the Zeitgeist. Yeah. Hell yeah. First playbook change of the podcast, baby. Woo-hoo! It is truly Duncan's all over. The Duncan's all over. Is that the name of your Zeitgeist? It's what I've written down on, on the Zeitgeist playbook is Duncan's all over. Um, Fabulous. Aww. At least on the, on the front where it says the Zeitgeist. Under names and pronouns, I think I did still write. Oh, no, I did write Duncan's. <laughs> Incredible. Give us a quick spin through your new playbook. Yeah, so the playbook starts with a minus one cheek, plus one wits, plus one pluck, zero chaos, which is pretty different from the Vox. I'm giving that cheek a plus one and talked to Quinn and we decided to just carry over the total number of advancements that Duncan the Vox had into Duncan's all over the zeitgeist. Mm -hmm. So one of those is adding another one to cheek. So cheek is still at a positive number. It's still plus one. So he's just kind of like a more normal set of guys now. He's got one, 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 zero. Though that might change here in a moment with this new level up. Duncan's all over still bring, I brought over the same fractures that Duncan Oliver had, but the moves are all different. So Duncan's all over has Gestalt, which is you are a collective of psychic consciousnesses that span multiple bodies. You start with four bodies in your Gestalt, each representing one of your harm boxes. Each time you suffer a point of harm, one of your bodies is incapacitated. When all your bodies are incapacitated, your unified consciousness unravels and you are dead. Oh no. Oh no. A single attack can never inflict more than one harm against you unless it has the spread or area tag and you have multiple bodies nearby. For the sake of not saying bodies a bunch, I'm just going to say Duncan's. Fair. Unless it has the spread or area tag and you have multiple Duncan's nearby. This does not stack with other armor or harm reduction moves. If you're reading along at home, there will be some changes here because I'm using a new version of the zeitgeist. Stay tuned. Dun, 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 yeah. dun. Kyle has my secret 1.0 update. My whip, my secret 1.0 in progress update to the playbook. Yes, I'm using future Zeitgeist moves. Woo. Woo. Second move there is Zeitgeist, which is there is a core that forms the foundation of your unity, something that formerly individual entities of your Zeitgeist united behind. Choose one. I have selected intellectual, specifically the investigative aspect of this Zeitgeist. Every one of these Duncans had a Sam and lost that Sam and is searching for that Sam. 
So this gives me the ability when you split up your Duncans to gather information, treat the results as one level higher, i.e. a miss becomes a mixed success and a mixed success becomes a full success. So staying true to Duncan Oliver's investigative journalism past, which I, of course, used all the time, obvious <laughs> aspect of this character, Duncans all over are very investigative. Other zeitgeist moves I have selected, I've selected distributed psyche, which is you never need to roll to resist mental compulsion. And whenever you would mark harmony, which is the zeitgeist's essence, due to an attack, power, or phenomenon, mark one less. And I've got five harmony. Refreshing my harmony is ignoring a problem to spend time harmonizing as a collective. <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny just hanging out with the duncans yep fourth zeitgeist move i took is cult of personality the magnetism of your zeitgeist is powerful enough to temporarily pull in those around you when you want to rally a group you can mark two harmony to automatically succeed as if you'd rolled a 10 plus when you do this you automatically get all four options rather than picking just three you can also see through the group's eyes for the duration of the activity it's great ah that's why. Can we, add, hey, Quinn, can I add another faction, which is Duncan's? <laughs> no, but you can try to take over the community faction if you want. We all have take plus that. three oh. reputation with the Duncan's. I bet I'm getting good numbers against the PTA as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do a lot of different gear, mostly because in, in our fiction, the Duncans didn't bring a whole lot with them. Though just for combat, every Duncan has a one-harm weapon. We've got Duncan Oliver. So my current Gestalt of four Duncans. I guess we only have three in the Gestalt at the moment, but stay tuned. We've got Duncan Oliver, Prime Duncan in this Prime <laughs> Somewhere material plane. We've got Duncan, who's Daydreamer, Granola, knows a lot about birds, likes cucumber water had a podcast and we've got deacon who is our mad max duncan and mad at max is what i've written about deacon <laughs> <laughs> and back in in his somewhere ran a pirate radio station so duncan oliver's got a one harm boxing briefcase it does one harm reload knockback funny duncan has a big water bottle it's one harm i've given it a quenching tag and deacon has of course <laughs> The scissor of success, which we have decided is one harm deregulating. Incredible. I think that's all. I, oh, my agendas are missionary, which is greater unity, requires a larger flock. Mark experience when you improve your rating with a faction or make a new friendly contact. And defender, someone has to keep this community safe. Mark experience when you protect someone at the expense of your own well-being. And I lied. Finally, finally, one of my advancements was take a move from another playbook. And I have, of course, brought along Social Butterfly from the Yeah! <laughs> Couldn't possibly leave it behind. Couldn't leave that behind. Your most iconic move. <laughs> and a lot of Duncans know a lot of people. Very true. Oh, I, I said Butterfly. It is Social Dragonfly. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> Wonderful. Welcome the Duncans all over. We're glad to be here. We're glad to be here. We're happy to be here. Duncans everywhere. Oops. All Duncan. Across the Duncan verse. <laughs> no Duncan home. No <laughs> way Duncan. <laughs> Far from Duncan. It's Duncan's all the way down. And up. Everywhere. <laughs> and sideways. All the time. Only Duncan's. All, only Duncan's. We got one hour of nonstop Duncan's coming up for you on WSOM, Radio Somewhere. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm a Duncan. I like to be called Duncan. We're going to talk about birds for the next five minutes before I got to <laughs> hand this off to my buddy Duncan, who's going to give you the latest baseball stats. Here we go. Radio is unlistenable now in somewhere. It's <laughs> like we're overpowering the shadowy voices that whisper and scream at you. 
it's just the Duncans now. It's indecipherable. You can't tell when it's on air or not. It shouldn't be radio somewhere anymore. It's not WSOM. It's Radio Duncan. <laughs> I'm just going to crossfade all of this goofing with the transition it's gonna music. Be, it's going to be Duncanware. It's not going to be fair. somewhere. You guys are going to be Dunkware. Dunkware. <laughs> it's the screaming dunks. <laughs> Blair would have won uh, her election if this key voter block existed. Yeah, oh man, yes. if we did the election again, this is a swing vote. <laughs> I know. But all of these Duncans couldn't have happened without the election. That's true. Uh, I think what it means is it's there's going to be a like Duncans PTA softball game. That's going to be a barn burner. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> We open at WSOM, Radio Radio Somewhere, somewhere. (laughs) where the Duncans all over have gathered to not be all over, to be in one place. Which Duncans are present? The Duncans that are present, we have Duncan Oliver. He's Duncan Prime, works at WSOM Radio Somewhere. We have Deacon, the first Duncan to travel to somewhere. Mad Max Duncan ran Pirate Radio. We have Duncan. Third Duncan to make the jump, knows a lot about birds, likes granola, is daydreamer, runs a podcast. A couple other Duncans made it through, and I think what has happened is joining this consciousness has so far involved Duncan touching other Duncans and making that connection. So I think on Duncan's way back to WSOM, after a sip and spin, parted ways to go check in on WSOM now that he's cleared of all wrongdoing, in the case of the missing time reserve. And a roller skating Hyunkin just crashed into him. And <laughs> from that, a connection was formed, forming the fourth of the four harm boxes that Duncan's Gestalt has at the moment. Incredible. I'm so glad that it's Hyunkin. <laughs> well, the jury's, jury's out in general, I think. I'm glad. I don't yeah. care if anyone else is. <laughs> Maybe Duncan was right at the door, like, open the door and goes, Sebastian, I've got great news. And then from the distance, you hear, (laughs) and just gets plowed out of the doorway. Oh, my. This is so many Duncans. Oh, oh, sorry there, but whoa, me? Sorry, me. (laughs) Oh, boy. This is going to take some getting used to. I just brush off in the two and the Hyunkin and Duncan both like cram into the doorway at the same time. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. After you. No, I insist. After you. My name's not Hugh. It's Duncan. But okay. okay. Uh, it's one, two. We figure it out. It takes a minute. We figure it out. <laughs> Duncan's the four of you eventually make your way into WSOM where Sebastian is sitting anxiously, I think, apprehensively, perhaps excited a little bit also, but definitely apprehensive. It has been a few days, maybe even a week, since the events of our most recent arc, the Doppelganger arc. Mm -hmm. Your connection with the myriad Duncans throughout town has continued to develop over the past couple days. You don't share consciousness the way you do with Duncan, Deacon, and Hyunkin, but you do have a general sense of how many Duncans there are and where Mm -hmm. they're located. It's like each one has their own unique frequency, even though they're playing the same tune. Yeah. It's a little difficult to count this way, but if you lean into your numerological perception, Mm -hmm. you would estimate there are 92 Duncans currently in somewhere. Oh, boy. It feels like it maybe slowed down a little bit then. 
it indeed has. That's astute observation. Though the streets are still replete with Duncans of all persuasion, you have noticed a steady decline. There hasn't been a new Duncan in the last 24 hours, in fact. And while the WSM station is still alight with coruscating radio waves, pulsating crystals, and bone-rattling reverb, the whispering chorus of AU Duncan stations has gone quiet. The broadcast frequency is all WSOMs. Ah. I think it's also canon that we did try putting a tarp over the rock for a little bit, but it caused more problems than it solved. Because then we just had, like, yelling, squirming, trapped Duncans in a tarp. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a Duncan reaching through, like, through the barrier with these hands <laughs> pressing out. Yep. <laughs> I whoa, can't whoa, breathe. Whoa, where am whoa, I? Whoa, whoa, what the heck? Help. <laughs> <laughs> So, the Duncans. I'm going to shorten the Duncans all over to the Duncans. That's totally fine. <laughs> the Duncans, as you're getting settled in to check in with Sebastian about your greatly expanded radio programming, now that you have far more voices uh -huh. and many more hours of the day to fill. I have good news. We are not short on content to fill those <laughs> airwaves. Indeed. You've received applications from every Duncan with their own radio broadcast program. <laughs> Great. Perfect. As you're maybe going through these applications, <laughs> there is a heavy knock at the door, followed by knock, knock. <gasps> I, get, I get up very quickly. I go to the door and then I stop and I just like straighten myself up and I try to like glance to the on-air booth and make my face into a like <sighs> stern, upset friend face. And then I open the door. Duncan. Look who it is. And before you stands Stafford, traditional staid black suit and tie, CCTV camera head, absent any horrible rusty red film worms. The bureaucratic parking enforcement officer I once called my friend turned betrayal at a mere oopsie that I may or may not have done, but I'm not in trouble for anymore. Duncan. Stafford. Do you think I'm a chump? Do you think I'm so weak-willed that I would turn on my friends just to climb the ladder at City Hall? He fishes into his pocket and pulls out a bright red cassette tape. They got inside of my head, mixed me up. I got all turned around, Duncan. But this, this isn't me. And he crushes the tape in his hands. Do little red worms come out of that tape? Mm-hmm, yeah. We'd stomp on them together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, he stomps on stomp, too. Stomp, 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 stomp. This new council, they're ruthless, as dark and gritty and determined as the city itself. If they hadn't crossed me, I'd be clapping them on the back, but I gotta say, I just don't see things the same way anymore. You put me and my friends in a lot of danger. And I own that. I'll be replaying those memories over and over in my head. And the cassette tape deck flips in and out a couple times. But I promise you, Duncan, they won't catch me sleeping again. Stafford, it's my number one priority to make sure that they can't do that to you ever again. I think I speak for all of me. Yep. <laughs> we won't rest until we find out how they did that, how to prevent them from doing that. I appreciate it, Duncan. And Duncan, and Duncan, and Duncan. Yep, yep. Oh, there really are a lot of you now. You should see us outside. I, I did on the way over. There's a whole lot of them. Yeah, there's like almost triple digits of us. When it, 
interesting development. I think while Duncan is saying that there's hundreds of us, Duncan just pulls Stafford into a big hug. There's a moment of surprise, I think, where his arms are just kind of up and hanging, and then they gingerly coalesce around you. (laughs) Uh, Pat, Pat, I missed you, old friend. I'm so sorry that we couldn't help you ourselves. I know you tried. Were you conscious? It was like a dream or a nightmare. Bits and pieces. I I remember bits and pieces. I had an (laughs) e-bike. That was honestly pretty cool. Don't tell me they took that away from you. No, I got to keep that. I'm I'm pretty stoked about it, honestly. (laughs) That's not cheap either. It's going to make getting around this decaying, decrepit corpse of a town even faster. (laughs) I think at that line from the corner, Deacon is nodding enthusiastically. (laughs) (laughs) I think you and I have some things in common. You certainly talk a lot like me. That goes a long way. You talk a lot like me. I've been around for a while. I've been around for a while. (laughs) Stafford turns to Duncan. I like this one. Yeah, I kind of figured you might. Does this mean that you've left your post? I'm taking personal leave. Do they know that you know that they know that you know? They know. Okay. I'd be wary of them. I'm told you secured my remediation personally. I did, but I wouldn't trust that city council further than I can throw them, and I don't think I can throw those columns very far. Probably not. No. I bet I could throw them away. Okay, Deacon. Shush. I do love that your zeitgeist is not in full alignment. It's very good. Yeah. It's also very Duncan. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> so, catch me up. What did I miss? Any loose ends we need to tie up? Yeah. There was an evil Max with a sword even bigger than the big one that Max has, the Zweihander. It's okay. We kind of sorted that out ourselves. Max, Maxity, they called themselves Maxity. They're in a temporal loop, I think. Puzzle, not. They're stuck for hopefully a long time, but maybe, yeah, hopefully a long time. We'll leave it at that and we'll move on because we got a lot of loose ends. We made it to the gas station. Stafford, have you ever been to the gas station? No. There's some fog there. The zoom lens on Stafford's camera head, you can hear it zoom in and focus. What did you say? I know, I know. And there's fog at the gas station. He grabs you by the collar. What did you say? He said there's fog at the gas station. Here's the weird thing about the fog at the gas station, which I saw, Deacon saw, I guess we all saw it, is it's like chill. It's kind of just like hanging out and it's not... I don't understand. Okay, so a gas is a a phase of an element where it expands to fit the container which it's in. And for a long time, we kind of figured Screaming Fog's probably like a gas, and it kind of just expands around. And Duncan, you saw it at the school. We all kind of have that memory now. Yeah, it was in the, there was a bottle of it. We opened it up and just kind of filled the whole room with fog. Right, righteous. Yes, absolutely. This one, though, it was just hovering there. Is it still there? It let you go? It didn't make a move to follow us. We unfortunately had to retreat from the situation due to somebody being injured. We won't name names. Right, yeah, I mean, we won't, like, 
name which deacon i'm sorry which oh (laughs) it was deacon i'm sorry that's sebastian laughing in the corner (laughs) maxity was very fast yes so when deacon and dankin left it was it was still there it didn't seem to make a move it was just in the in the office right yeah i mean you saw it too we got like shared eyeballs now (laughs) that's weird right shared eyeballs whoa and dankin starts just like massaging his eyes duncan if there's any chance that it's still there, we must investigate. I was hoping to find a sort of container to maybe trap it, but I'll tell you what, I, I had that bottle, but it got broken. Principal, real butterfingers on that robot. Pile of scrap metal. Let's go. Okay. And Stafford inexplicably, from nowhere, produces a large overcoat and puts it on. <laughs> Deacon does a flourish of his when he stands up. Stafford, how many people fit on your e-bike? Two, maybe three. Hmm. If someone's willing to ride in the basket up front. <laughs> Yunkin's hand shoots up. <laughs> always wanted a bit of the, always, yeah, uh, me, yep, yep. Oh, God. Okay, all right, well, I'll come, I'll come to, I'll ride back, we'll bring Yunkin. We should spread out a little bit. Deacon, you maybe want to go, maybe watch the snarl. Dankin, check in with Jackie, make sure that they're doing okay. I will keep constant vigilance on the snarl in the bus. Yeah, <laughs> pool party, bro. Good idea. I'm on my way. Let's go. Yeah, I'm so excited for basket sitting. Smash cut to <laughs> the abandoned gas station at the edge of town. A small single-story structure adorned with all manner of beater vehicles, broken down cars and trucks, fields to the left and to the right, and the single sign flickering, always flickering. Gas. <laughs> I can smell the fog from here. You you know how the fog has a smell? I got a good sniffer. Yeah, this one does have a heightened sense of smell, it seems. Perhaps you will serve some use after all. <laughs> yeah, this way, follow me. Lope, lope, Very lope. well. Duncan takes off. Duncan, give me a roll to face fear. Now, would you consider this a mental compulsion? Yes then I don't need to roll to resist it. As I have as a reminder, the zeitgeist move distributed psyche. I think that makes sense. You distribute the fear across your Duncans, um, including the ones that aren't present. Somewhere else. <sighs> and you enter the abandoned gas station. The scene is the same as you saw before. A dilapidated gas station, cheap metal shelves, fluorescent lights overhead that are dark. The counter, you can still see the smear of blood where Deacon lay and the door ajar to the back room. There is a small tuft of black, gray, and silver fog. There it is. Watch your step. We don't know what it might do. Yeah, that's the fog, all right. I get carbon dioxide, bicarbonates, nitrates, sulfates, trace metals, organic acids. Ugh, screams. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what we're looking at. Uh, yeah, what he said. Fascinating. The gas station was always an enigma, but it proves it has secrets still yet to reveal. And Stafford starts cautiously walking forward. Yeah, I also approach, does it seem like, I mean, it's not like we don't feel this like psychic oppression as we got close to the gas station. Is it getting stronger as we get close to the fog itself? Why don't you give me a roll to assess reality? Sure. I'm excited about this one because I'm actually good at assess reality now, you guys. I'm very excited. And not to go too wild here, but take a plus one because you have Stafford with you. 
My buddy's back again. Well, great. That's a six on the dice. Plus two is eight. Plus another one is nine. Hold one. I'm going to say who or what is really in control here, which I think is most aligned with the question about the psychic oppression and is this the source of it? What's going on with this fog? Yeah. You and Stafford proceed cautiously into the back office, the billow of fog floating listlessly in the center of the room and behind it, two antique chairs. And you do notice, as you get closer, that the fear intensifies. This little billow of fog is indeed the source of the aura of terror bestowed upon the gas station. Yeah. Grabbing head, Hyunkin has pulled his big floppy ears down. Stafford, do you, do you feel that? I've known all manner of fear, but there's no terror so singular as the fog. Does it feel as intense as when I got stuck in the fog briefly way back at the beginning or in, at the school? Or is this even more concentrated? No, there's no comparison to being in the fog itself. Great. That's entirely another echelon. Yeah, it's that screaming fog. Already. I don't hear anything, though. No. It's behaving strangely. Extremely. Do you, I don't even want to say the question. <laughs> I will. Do you think we should touch it? Absolutely not. I kind of want to touch it. Hyunk, stay, don't. please don't. <laughs> not yet. I understand. I get it. Last time I touched something, you came out of... I, okay, that sounds a little mean. I'm sorry, but we shouldn't touch this yet. I think what I'll do is I'll set up my little camera on a table in the office pointing at it. Just to try to capture some footage? Capture some footage, yeah. Kind of setting it up as like a little webcam so that we could check in to see if it changed. Yeah. I'm curious if this changes when the screaming fog rolls in on its regular weather report. Good idea, Duncan. Duncans. Duncans. It was a group effort. I'll head back to City Hall now, see if there's any chance that I might be able to secure another one of those bottles. It's a good idea. I'm already in deep. I might as well dive in. Swim around in the muck. <laughs> You're, you've always been a good friend, Stafford, except for the little bit of time when you really weren't. But I forgive you. I'll check in the library, see if there's any city records here at the gas station. Construction records, property tax payments. I wouldn't hold your breath on records at City Hall, but it's a good lead. Chase it down. Actually, that's a better idea. City Hall's maybe, I don't want to go to the library. They're pretty mad at me still. Law or no law. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get going. Let's get out of here. Ay, ay, ay. Duncan, as you and Stafford step out of the office and into the gas station, you hear a small ping come from your shoulder bag. Oh. Dig around, old used notebooks and stuff. What the heck could that be? You see a pale blue glow coming from your Nintendo DS the one that was gifted to you by the economy. I, I kind of quickly just pop it up and flip it open. There's a black screen with 8-bit white writing. It says, Your prince is in another castle. Would you like to play again? Continue. Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 42 of Monster Hour Absurdia. I am feeling a little bit under the weather today, and this is a, a bit of a long episode, so we're going to keep this intermission short and sweet and get you right back to it. 
Quick reminder that if you are enjoying the show here, we sure would appreciate if you let folks know. We're heading into the home stretch here for season two, so now is the perfect time for all of the absurd humor and surreal horror fans in your life to hop aboard the listening train. A special shout out this week to the newest members of WSOM's Eternal Pledge Drive, Rainy Day and Matthew Calvert. A huge thank you to all of our patrons for helping to make the show possible and bring you awesome bonus content. We just released the latest NPC Origins episode for Season 2, Jackie Hour, starring the ever-talented and entertaining Cap from Shrimp and Crits. It is a very fun, very silly romp of an episode. If you want to check it out and support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash monsterhour or follow the link in the show notes. That is all we have for you this week, dear listeners. Tune in March 5th for the next broadcast of WSOM, Radio Somewhere. Claire, we find you in the bowels of the library. You have been granted, as was your request, demand? Somewhere in between. Ah, extortion. Extortion. It's a good descriptor. In the negotiations with City Hall and Mina, as was your request, you've been granted access to the deep stacks. Yes. The most prized and secretive records and archives of the bureaucracy. I, I didn't really write a description for the deep stacks. What are you picturing? I'm curious. What I was imagining is that Claire gets led behind the red velvet rope of the staff only section of the library, which up until then, every time Claire had tried to stick her hand past there, it would literally almost singe. Start to smoke a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You had like a sunburn there afterwards. Yep. Yep. Uh, which Claire used one of her great sunscreen cure-all creams on it. Yeah, well, and I imagine you tried with sunscreen one time. Didn't help. Yeah, I've tried with every possible thing. Anyway, so I get led back behind the singeing rope down into the basement, and there are these huge stacks that are all stacked together, and the librarians do some sort of incantation, and the stacks slightly move, and it's like an Escher-style painting. Like, things move in directions that don't quite make sense physically, and suddenly... Mm -hmm. an entire stack of documents comes out. That's when I turn and I notice that there is this little machine set up in the corner and I can load each of these documents into this machine to look at it. But in order to look, I need to strap myself in, which involves putting on these like absurd steampunk looking glasses that are connected <laughs> to the machine. And when I am looking through these records, it's like being in VR, like you are in it. You are experiencing the memories. That makes sense because the books of the library do function that way. So this is kind of like a concentrated, distilled version of that almost. Yeah, exactly. Love that. I am bolted to a chair in the machine area. Very Frankenstein. I'm into it. Yes, there have been accidents. So. Um, oh, I, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so I essentially strap myself in and Claire has brought her lunch. She plans to be here most of the day. Mm -hmm. And she has brought her lunch in her custom bespoke bindle. Do you all know what I'm talking about? The bindle, the stick with the little bag at the end? Oh, yeah. Yes, a bindle yeah, yeah. stick. Yes. It's a custom bespoke one that you can get your initials <laughs> engraved into. And it it does cost about 3,000 Claire coins. Did you just um, gentrify hoboness? <laughs> yes. It's like, the, it's like a bindle, but the handkerchief is monogrammed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and, and a handle. scarf. 
Yeah. And the handle. And the handle, yes. <laughs> and the in, handle is made inlaid. from is made from found wood, mm-hmm. one of a kind that's lovingly caressed and sang to for three days before it okay. is used uh-huh. so that it has only good vibes. And what do you call this? The Good Vibes Lunch Deluxe Travel Pack. <laughs> it has a very long name. We're workshopping something better right now. Okay. It's on the queue for, it's, yes. for product name workshopping. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is me uh, focus testing it, mm-hmm. right? Let's see how it does out in the field. Right. Okay. So I'm ready. I'm ready, Quinn. I strap in, got my bindle. Okay. For the deep stacks and accessing the memories therein, I have a custom move. When you access the deep stacks, roll plus chaos. Yes. Well, I'm really glad that I have three in chaos because that's going to be a 10. Whoa. So how this works is you can ask any number of questions and I will answer them to the best of the ability and knowledge of the bureaucracy. The deep stacks is the living beating heart of the library and prolonged engagement tends to have unfortunate side effects. Mm. With a 10 plus, you get two free. After the first two free ones, every question costs an essence. Ooh. Is this like from a predetermined list that I should be looking at nope. or just kind of, oh, free form. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What power you've given me. What trust. Listeners, look at the, amount, the level of trust that Quinn is giving me in this moment. <laughs> Let's see if I abuse it. Listeners, I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if okay, I here, abuse it. Let's turn up Quinn's microphone a little bit. I think we can catch his chair rattling. <laughs> he shakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think first, I, I don't know exactly the best way to ask this as a question, but what happened when I was first taken over by Rudy? Fill in the blanks of that memory for me with the well. I remember throwing town folk down the well, but I don't really have a clear sense of the order of events. So I wrote this as a news article because <laughs> I knew this would be a question that you would ask. Of course. You're perceiving this news story as like the recounting and memories of people who were there or nearby and donated them to the library, probably because they wanted to get rid of them. They were not very pleasant memories. Mm-hmm. This is the amalgam of, of all the memories that are coming together for you. Is this news story? Yes, yes. This is like the New York Times visual investigations desk takes the 30 different camera phone footage angles of an event and puts them together in order to like give a 360 of the thing. Yes. It reads thusly. Morning, healing, logging. Somewhere rebuilds after the Claremont catastrophe. One day removed from the abrupt and unexplained end of Claire Claremont's reign of terror, Somewhere residents face a challenge few could have imagined just days before. How to move on in the wake of such wanton devastation. The crisis began two weeks prior when local debutante and aspiring entrepreneur Claire Claremont, 15, suddenly became possessed with a strength and demeanor most unholy. Eyes darkened by the devil inside, she made the trees themselves dance and cast upwards of two dozen people into the town well, which had, through magic's most repugnant, been transformed into a cauldron of piping hot porridge. Attempts by local constabulary to subdue her all met with disastrous end. Even now, there remains no accounting of Claremont's motives. Those who survived the misfortune of her presence recount not a single word uttered, despite numerous pleas for mercy and divine intervention. The only explanation, if it can be called such, came at the very end, when the demonic vessel was confronted by the mayor's adopted daughter, orphan Wilhelmina Redmond, 16. After a terse exchange, too quiet for anyone with even a modicum of self-preservation to overhear, Claremont declared, Ugh, 
Time isn't even real. Watch, I'll prove it. Both girls vanished without a trace. For some, the honest work of hard labor is the only panacea. Don't know, don't want to know. All I know is these here trees need felling, said local resident Paul Bunyan, pointing his saw towards a row of pine trees, bisecting the general store. Idle hands are the devil's workshop, and this town's seen enough of the devil for my liking. The mayor echoed these sentiments, and the rest of the article appears to have been torn away. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm a visual retainer of information, so listening to that, I'm just going to, I might ask you to just confirm some things. What did you say was happening with the trees? Were they dancing? Made the trees themselves dance. That's just flowery language. I I think in the memories that compose this composite account, there's images of you like a conductor almost, like flicking a, a stick or a branch and trees erupting through the street and dancing on their roots through town. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then it said that the water in the well turned almost like like a hot lava. Is that what is that what you said? It was like turned into piping hot porridge. Piping hot porridge. Interesting. And then Mina is the daughter of the mayor at the time. Adopted daughter Wilhelmina Redmond. Adopted. Interesting. And we both disappeared. Yeah, you and Mina both disappeared. In the first episode, you declared that Mina was from your time and she disappeared along with you. Oh, that's right. Important things that uh, I have absolutely forgotten. Okay, that's that's interesting. I'd forgotten that part too. Yeah, that's that's why I went back. <laughs> hey, hey. This is like that's why I traveled like, through time. <laughs> time isn't even real, Quinn. Uh, and I said that right. That was or that's what you said. My being said that. Claire, yeah. Presumably, you possessed by Rudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. But we don't know what Mina said to Rudy. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. I get one more free one. I feel like you're not going to let me do this as one question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, and then I'll reassess if I have to. What additional references to Rudy are there in the deep stacks? When else does Rudy pop up that there are records of? Claire, the stacks in front of you part like a curtain. You see what appears to be some sort of exhibit. Mm. There's a big sign that says dimensional orrery. And what this looks like is a big tree, kind of. There's a really thick stump, and then there's hundreds and hundreds of straight branches that break off and head all manner of directions. And then some of those branches have smaller limbs, but by and large, they're mostly individual. And there's a whole ton of different labels on them. I think what you can tell is that this is an attempt at a visual representation of the timelines and the cycles. Mm. The clusters, like different regions, are grouped into thematic phyla with individual timelines labeled alphabetically. And there is a helpful big red sign that says you are here, pointing to the animal phyla cluster labeled fish. (laughs) Okay. He said you are here. Mm -hmm. So we're the fish zone? Animal phyla, fish, branch. Huh. What are the other uh, animal what, what What are my options? Uh, you're tucked in between ferret and flamingo. Cool, cool. Okay. But there's also just a whole number of animals in, in all letters of the alphabet. And is it just animals or is it animals additional? In this phyla cluster, it's just animals, but there's also like other thematic phyla. So I think there's one that's like types of rocks. There's another one that's color-based. Huh. There's a whole a whole slew of different phyla. How many elements would you say are in this rough... Are we talking like... We're clearly talking over like a hundred? Hundreds. 
Hundreds. Okay, okay. And am I to understand that these are all of the different like timelines with Rudy? So Rudy exists in all these places? Yeah. So in the legend, you can also see certain timelines have little labels on them. And you see one that's commonplace, and it's got a stamp on it that says R. There's also a lot that have question marks, but to the best of City Hall's ability and the bureaucracy's ability, they've labeled what are effectively dead timelines where Rudy has caught up. Oh, how many of them are dead? More than half. But, but that means like 40-ish, 30-ish percent are alive? There's also a lot of question marks. Oh. How many are not question marks and not dead, percentage-wise, roughly? 1%. Damn. Is that 1% grouped together? Like, are, we, show me the visual pattern. Is there a visual pattern here? <laughs> I shouldn't have given you data viz. This is a I huge know, mistake. I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry. I can feel you, like, awakening <laughs> in real time. I'm just like, I want to know. Like, I want to see if there's any pattern in the data. It might, help, it might be helpful. It's a fair question. There's a heavy concentration in the animal phyla cluster where you are. Like near me in the animal phyla or just in the animal phyla in general? Probably more close to you, but there are some others in, in the animal phyla. Okay. All right. My last data viz related question. So like when you, when you think of like the solar system version, everything is to scale. Does this work the same way? Like is the size of each timeline representative of how like long it's been going? It appears to be. Many of the timelines that are either question marks or noted still surviving timelines, those are longer or, or they reach higher up. Mm-hmm. So they presumably are further ahead in time. But we're not the furthest ahead. All of them hit a certain height and they don't go above it, including yours. Okay. Am I to understand that this is the visual interpretation of Rudy's presence in these timelines? Yes. Can I select one to look at the memories in that timeline? Or is this more just like, this is the information you get for this question, is kind of seeing this data viz of it? Yeah, I mean, the bureaucracy doesn't have memories from other timelines. Okay. A handful of them have little notes about things that you assume that the bureaucracy has gleaned, either through conversations with the traveler or yeah. by some other means, entropic and unknown. But there, there aren't that many. Okay. Then the last little thing I'm going to try to glean from this is, Of the ones that are still alive that are close to me and maxed out at the same height, what's like the closest one to me? What what is the name of it? Falcon. Oh. So at least 1% are still going. It's good. Hooray. (laughs) Okie dokie. All right. I am going to expend one essence. Okay. I would love to know... The thing with the trees and the like the roots growing and spreading everywhere, I'm curious if there's any mention of Walker or a Walker-like entity and if there's any record of that and how that connects to Rudy to better understand that relationship. I think you get a few flickers. It's not as cohesive as the question you almost feel like the deep stack's expected to answer for you. I think you see a death certificate. It's written, not printed, on old paper. This memory, you can tell from the surroundings and the decor, like this is from around the time you disappeared. And it's a death certificate sitting on a table next to the body of a man who has a branch just run straight through his shoulder. And we see on this certificate, the name printed there is Walker. No known last name. I think we get another flash of bedlam and mayhem in the town around your disappearance, and we see one of these dancing trees stomp and spear through someone who's fallen on the ground. 
and the tree continues its dance closer towards the forest and the memory fades away. We move into like a, a rapid fire now where throughout years as the decades go by, it's all these flickers of people seeing a figure in the forest, like just out of the corner of their vision, almost Bigfoot, but blurrier. And rather than covered in fur, this person is covered in leaves and branches. And then the same day as your appearance, we see the memory of someone who sees a figure walking out of the forest dressed in the garb of a forest ranger. And it is the same person who was lying dead on the morgue table. Okay. And when you say the day of my appearance, you mean reappearance back into town? Yes. Okay. Mm. Huh. Okay. I think Claire unstraps the 12 safety straps holding her in, <laughs> takes the steampunk helmet off, Finishes her lunch, which is a lovely cucumber and sardine sandwich with a protein shake because she has her own brand of protein shake and she wanted to make sure that it can fit comfortably in the bindle. Look, she does product test things. <laughs> and I think she sends a sploot to Mina immediately <laughs> and is like, so what did you say to Rudy all those years ago? You get a sploot back from at city council saying, my office now. <laughs> I respond going, already on my way. <laughs> New number, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> or no, none of that. I just send girl on skateboard emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Max. Yes. Hello. Where do we find you? Well. I did go and get my sword sharpened. Somebody at Jackie's knockoff academy for wayward NPCs has taken it upon themselves to learn how to sharpen knives. And so they have one of those big whetstones. So when sharpened up the old Zweihander, definitely cut myself a little bit on it. That's fine. And now I am at the bus trying to fix it. I don't know if Gitz's is here. I don't know that I want to go talk to Deacon, although we did save him. He's a new man now. And I did think he was sexy. It is up to you. Deacon does know how the temporal boot works. And as you know, in the aftermath of the recent events, Deacon and Dankin and Hyunkin and Duncan are now a hive mind. They, they have merged. They have done a mental Voltron. I am thinking of them as like Duncan, but there's just an exclamation point at the end. Duncan. <laughs> or possibly <laughs> or Duncan Duncans. with an asterisk at the end. Dun can do. Dunkaroos. You know, I don't know if you know exactly how it's all working in there, but having Deacon there yeah. is also kind of like having Duncan there. You know, I did witness the Dunk sanity. <laughs> So I think I have a kind of tenuous understanding of how this works. And also, we've been watching the PTA. We know how the PTA works. So, mm -hmm. you know, I do need to get the boot off of the bus. So I think I probably approach Deacon. I'm thinking that like dealing with a wild animal, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's more scared of you than you are of it. <laughs> so I... Uh -huh. Unless it has rabies. Oh, <laughs> I bring like a present. I think Deacon would like, I don't want to give him a weapon because he'll just use it on me, maybe. But like a weapon feels like an appropriate gift for Deacon. Oh, I know what I bring him. I bring him an IOU and it says, I owe you one knife. <laughs> the promise of weapons. <laughs> My favorite. To be collected at a later date. 
or an earlier date. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so flash forward, you, Deacon, and Gitzes mm-hmm. are at the bus. Yep. The market is hustling and bustling around you. The bus is still right in the middle. It's accumulated even more stands and stalls and places of, of commerce yep. <laughs> in your absence. So it's really becoming part of the back alley. <laughs> Somebody has spray painted on it. Now, fortunately, it's that spray paint that disappears, but the... What did we decide? Dog-sized mites that eat the paint? Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's, um, you know that S that we all drew on our notebooks in middle school where it's the yeah. three lines and the three? Mm-hmm. So that that has appeared on the bus because that is universal through all timelines. It is. The secret knowledge of the weird S. <laughs> it's also the city seal of someone. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice until just now. So yeah, that that keeps getting painted on the bus, and of course then it disappears. So there is a small flock of spray paint-eating mites that just kind of are hanging out. Yeah, mm. there's a herd of graffiti mites also yum, yum, yum. sunning themselves on top of the bus. Yeah, mm. they're just waiting. Yum, 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 and yum, yum. C-Mac, I think, is there like walking between them, giving them little spray paint snacks. Yes, yeah. What an amazing little commune we've created. It's, it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. The bus is night, night club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've made it pretty nice. So yeah, they were we're on the bus. You step aboard. The temporal boot, the sort of spear, is still there. Uh-huh. And once again, you see the snarl whipping and writhing angrily, just like two seat rows back. Ooh. Mm. Don't like that. Okay. All right. Okay. I have put up a little, uh, it's those two things that hold a rope, and then there's a little velvet rope that hangs between <laughs> them. So you've got like a little cordon? Yeah, it's like a uh-huh. VIP entrance, except it's just across the aisle, so no, nobody should go beyond the velvet rope, but it's there to like, okay. <laughs> it's, the, in, it's there in case the terrifying snarl just behind it isn't scary enough. <laughs> yes. Well, cool. it's, a, it's a warning. It's an early warning system. It's the equivalent of a warning track in baseball is like, oh, okay. Oh, soft velvet rope. Uh-oh, don't go past the velvet rope. Oh, no, time death. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've set up the security system yep. and you are on board the bus. Traveler. Uh-huh, yeah. Hi, 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 Deacon. How are you doing? Surprised to see you here. Are you? Are no, you? not, not yeah. really. That was for a fact, right? What do you want? Sorry. Still a little bit angry. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. A version of you stabbed me pretty good. (laughs) Honestly, a couple versions of you have stabbed me pretty good. Well, I did did bring you a present, and I hand him the IOU. (laughs) I'm not going to give it to you right now because you're still a little angry. But at some point, I will. I, I you get a knife. You get a knife. I'll give you a knife. How big? Um. How how big is this knife we're talking about? <laughs> this is probably gonna be a smaller knife. It's probably like the kind that you could conceal in a boot <sighs> or in a in a belt. Like if you got like a wide belt, you could kind of stick it. It's it's for my belts can conceal was... many knives of different sizes, okay, even okay. large knives. Do you see this jacket? I'm sorry. I'm still a little angry. I yes, appreciate the gift. That's fair. You're you're welcome. So Oh, Dankin's here too, isn't he? No, I think it's just Deacon. It's like a couple days, maybe a week sure. later. So Deacon is well enough to like move around yeah. by himself. Okay. He's on the bus because he's stand he feels like he needs to stand sentinel for Max D. 
in case Maxie <laughs> returns. That's probably a good idea. Somebody needs to keep an eye out on the snarl. So he's just like got his fingers in a pyramid shape staring at the snarl this whole conversation. You know, I don't think it's going anywhere for like right now. So you could look away from it and and I could keep an eye on it or Gitzes could keep an eye on it. But Maxie was going to take the boot off the bus and she stole the little beep boop beep boop. Um, she stole like it a, from me. Yes. It was my beep boop beep boop. It, it was your beep boop beep boop. And then when she got... You can't have actually called it a beep boop beep boop, right? I had a lot on my mind. I've built many contraptions. Um, okay. All right. Beep boop beep boop. You know, because that's the noise that it makes when you disarm it. The traveler understands. Not like activator? No, no. It's a beep boop beep boop. And you got to do the little sing song thing too. Gets as you want to... Beep boop, beep boop. Come on, Gitzes. Come on, come on. Beep boop, beep boop. Yes, yay. Great, fantastic. That's kind of fun to say. It is. So when Maxity got beep, boop. thrown into the snarl, you want to do it one more time? You want to? Beep boop, beep boop. Perfect. Beep boop, beep boop. <laughs> the beep boop, beep boop is in there with her. So I don't have any way to take it off the bus. And I'm hoping that you could disarm it. Do you happen to have any spare temporal crystals, refined preferably? Quinn, would I have temporal crystals? <laughs> I think the answer is probably Did, no. Is it on your character sheet? <laughs> um, yes, it's right here underneath oh, wow. Ion Cannon. It says uh, temporal you, oh, crystals. Wait, and I've Max, <laughs> you've had an Ion Cannon this whole time? No, no, no. And it's here underneath we are all fucking around with a boxing briefcase? <laughs> It's, it's one of the other weapons I could have picked, but I did check temporal crystals, right, <laughs> Gwyn? No. No. Okay. All right. Valiant effort. <laughs> we, all, we appreciate the effort. I do not have any temporal crystals, but it might be the kind of thing that Jackie might have. And if she doesn't, she probably knows where we can get some. I could go ask. Do you need anything else, Deacon? The spike has locked this bus into this particular moment and point in time and space. Oh. We need the crystals and we need to treat them to resonate at the exact same temporal frequencies to break that lock. God damn it. I should have taken the beep boop beep boop from her. You should have taken that beep boop beep boop. (laughs) All right. Well, Deacon, since you have got an eye on the snarl... I'm going to go ask Jackie and see if she knows where I can get some temporal crystals. Do you need like a like a snack or? I would love a drink of water. Okay. All right. I haven't <clears throat> I haven't had a good drink of water. Okay. All right. I, since I, I arrived. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were going to say like ever? Ever. I don't remember <laughs> the taste of cool water. Cold, ice cold. Budweiser. So you're European. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Back God. where I'm from, we only had room temperature <laughs> sparkling water. Oh, that sounds nice. It was pretty nice, but I've heard good things about this iced still. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can we can get you some water, maybe some like a snack or something like that, or Something comfortable to sit on. The knife that I promised you. This is the IOU. Um, if the know. entity known as Maxity steps one foot out of this snarl, the nearest Duncan will find you. 
Okay. All right. Um, I won't let her leave this bus. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye, Deacon. And he Bye. starts methodically Bye. sharpening the scissor of success. I give him like a little wave. Like, Bye, Deacon. Mm. Bye. Bye. He nods in your direction mm-hmm. in a cool okay. way. Yeah. This is very cool. It's very cool. Max is a little taken with Deacon. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Kyle, what's a temporal yeah. crystal since know. you conjured this into the world? I don't know. I'm just setting quests. <laughs> I'm just setting quests. <laughs> no, hey, if you're gonna throw out bullshit, you gotta spin me some lore here. I definitely thought this was a real thing, and I'm like, man, I need to re-listen. What did I get wrong? Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. I'm just practicing making quest hooks. <laughs> uh, no, maybe it's probably like crystallized, solidified concentration of time reserve. Ooh, okay. Like if time reserve is this kind of like molassesy soupy goop that is like emanating from the metronome and is just like an aura and a vibe. <laughs> I think a temporal crystal is a concentrated rock full of that. Okay. Honestly, much easier to tra- transport. So Max, I think this is something you would be familiar with, obviously. Okay. okay. So you know if you have the time reserve, all you need is the right vessel. Something that can, like the pendulum, serve as a container Mm -hmm. for some small amount of distilled time. Yeah. Which is imminently findable in the back alley. Mm -hmm. Why don't you give me a call for aid roll? Okay. For? Sounds like you're talking to Jackie and her network, so underbelly. Contraband would fit here. Thank God I've got a plus two in underbelly. That's an eight. I rolled a six. (laughs) <laughs> okay. On a hit, they'll provide you what you need in exchange for a debt. On a seven and nine, they either demand payment up front or they only have a lesser version of what you need. Okay. So Jackie puts out the call. You know, she gets in touch with her her network mm-hmm. and she is able to find someone who will, for a later favor, provide you with a certified conflict-free hand-cut time <laughs> crystal. <laughs> yeah. But- Jackie warns you that this person is not the most reputable dealer. And so on a 10 plus, it would have been like clean and clear. Instead, what's going to happen is when you use this, it's going to be an embrace chaos roll. Okay. So when I, when I use the crystals themselves, I have to roll for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the lesser version. Okay. So I have them. Well, what do they, what do they look like, Quinn? What do the time crystals look like? Why don't you describe it? My boss has these giant chunks of quartz that he has on his desk. And you have to understand that my boss, he's not a crystal girly. Let's just say that. You know, I would not go into his office and tell him like, it's great that you have the crystals out because when the full moon is up, that's when they charge your crystals. But you definitely need to put them away during the new moon because that's draining your crystals. But they're huge. They're like fist-sized crystals and they're gorgeous. So I think the time crystal is fist-sized because it's a time crystal, it has a bunch of different, you know, there's there's a variety of crystal formations, right? Some of them form like cubes and some of them form like six-sided things. And because it's time, it has a whole bunch of different crystal structures coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Like one side has got kind of the, um, there's a crystal that forms and it kind of looks like coins that are interacting. It's got like rounded edges and looks a little bit like a flower kind of blossoming. So it's got that. And it glows faintly purple on the inside. You can't really see it in direct sunlight. But if you take it anywhere else where it's a little bit dark, you can see that there's kind of a faint pulse in the middle. Love it. Yeah. After a few hours, you and Jackie are able to acquire this. You gas it up with the time reserve. Mm -hmm. Compared to the amount of time in the time reserve, it is a negligible amount. Okay, so I've not fucked up the time reserve by like... (laughs) There are decades, if not centuries, in the time reserve. Okay, all right, cool. 
I go trip trotting. Well, first, first, Quinn, I go and get a giant a snack. container of water and a snack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he wanted water. I think it's also probably because we're at the start of a new disturbance. I should roll my temporal anomaly. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Just so we got it in the bank. That's an eight. So I get one. Okay. Yeah, so I go trip trotting back to the bus with the time crystal and a snack and a drink for Deacon. You arrive at the bus to find Deacon, I imagine, still sharpening the scissor of success. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Staring at the snarl. No, you, you go in and you find him. He's in between the seats in the bus and he's like practicing pointing the scissor of success at the snarl. Oh, okay. Did I come at a bad time? <laughs> You've entered the... Oh! <laughs> Traveler. Hi, Deacon. <clears throat> well, you've returned. Did you find a temporal crystal? I did. And I also brought you some water and a snack. <laughs> and then I also, I pull out the time crystal. I'm like, ta-da! You've done well. My thanks. And he takes yeah. a big gulp of water and goes, oh my God, that is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you... Don't believe how long I've been without just a good drink of water. Oh wow! <clears throat> God, thank you. I'll take that crystal <laughs> and and the snack too. Here's there's the snack. What snack did you get? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, just say here's a snack. It's shredding your snack. Shredding it's any snack. and all snack until you eat it, and yeah. then it crystallizes into a particular one. They're burritos, so they're Doritos, but they're shaped like little boars. <laughs> Boritos, I see. Boritos, not burritos. Boritos. I love that. Oh, Incredible. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was about to challenge, like a burrito. I don't know. No, if it's, say. it's That's thirty to sixty wild hogs in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. How did you know? It's just a just a lucky guess. He stuffs a handful of burritos in his mouth. <laughs> okay, so now we've got the crystal. We have to attune it to the spike. Please stop. <clears throat> <laughs> Who said that? God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. Okay. Now that you have the crystal, we have to attune it to the spike. Okay. It works a lot like a, a magnet. You kind of rub it up and down. Oh, okay. It's like, like this. Uh-huh. Maybe like a circular motion. No, no, no. Just, just a straight, just a straight up okay, and down. Okay, just straight up and down. All right. We're aligning the chronotons. Uh huh. <laughs> the bullshit right, on Max... this is incredible. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I can just... Max didn't take a whole lot of science classes, but this feels suspect. Listen, we all know that science isn't real. <laughs> no, we all believe in crystals. Yeah. Absurdia is not built for science, uh-huh. okay? Yep. It's not a science what? game. What? Mm-hmm. What were we doing in the elementary school? <laughs> if you may recall, science was not one of the subjects. <laughs> there was math, and that was dimensional studies. <laughs> Max, give me a roll to embrace chaos. All right. I'm rubbing the crystal on the sphere, which... Okay, it feels kind of weird. It's like magnetized, like magnetized iron. Okay, well, that is 11, 12, 13, 14. Holy shit, okay. Oh, oh, good, good rub. I magnetized the, the resonance on these things are off the charts. I could pick up every single one of the Duncan's radio stations through uh, the time crystal. Choose two. 
briefly wield this power's effect and subvert the power to achieve my ends. Yeah, yeah? makes sense. Yeah, okay. Max, you run the time crystal over the temporal boot, Mm -hmm. and slowly you see the tiny little wires, like mycelium, retreat from the bus. The metal flanges decouple, and the boot falls to the ground inert. (laughs) As it does, Mm -hmm. the bus lurches forward. Oh, okay. And the back alley outside of the windows disappears. And once again, it is replaced by the all-too-familiar empty expanse of space-time. Something is wrong, however, and it only takes you a moment to realize what it is. Uh It's empty. All the motes of light, those (gasps) luminous filaments, they are gone. There is nothing beyond the bus but a lifeless, lightless void. Traveler, Mm -hmm. what have you done? You know, you can call me by my first name, right? You can call me Max. I know you're linked to the other Duncans, and Duncan calls me Max, so I know you can call me Max. We can work on this. Takes a big sip of water. What if I turn the bus? Like, if I I turn the bus, is there any light? The bus exists in space-time. Turning the wheel doesn't kind of have a real impact, but you Mm -hmm. turn to sort of try Mm -hmm. to look around. And in the space behind you, you see a cosmically gargantuan version of the snarl. So, like, what's behind the bus or in the bus with me? Like, I am driving out of a giant snarl? In the void behind you. Okay. Is it following me? Again, the the bus doesn't move. Uh To actually get the bus to move in this space, in space-time, you would need the time reserve. Oh, okay. Well, while we're here, before I get off the bus, I would like to know a little bit more about the Snarl. I don't think I have enough knowledge about the Snarl, except for that it fucked up Elodie, and we Uh just threw another version of myself into it last episode. Because... Granted, maybe this is just the way you've named it, but if it's a snarl, it can be unsnarled. (laughs) Theoretically. Okay. All right. I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to go back. Also, who else is on the bus? Is it just me? Or no, Deacon's there. And And Getz's. Okay. I go, all right, Getz's. Take the wheel. Okay. I'm going to turn around. I don't really like what I'm seeing here. Yeah, yeah. Just give me like, just like a minute. And I'm going to go back and stand behind the velvet rope. Quinn, no closer to the snarl. So I'm wondering if I can go back there and like just kind of experience time. Mm. Okay, why don't you give me a roll to assess reality? Uh, (laughs) Seven. Hold one. Quinn, the snarl. I'm looking at the snarl. What happened here? You stare into the snarl. Really study it, taking in the countless gangways of the bus that diverge and converge and weave together and whip and flail wildly back and forth. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to tell how many there are because of the way that they move. At points, it seems like there's maybe as few as five or six. At other times, it seems like there are a number that you can't even contemplate. What happened here, or perhaps more accurately, what is happening here, is a violent convergence of timelines. Okay. And it's moving through time. Mm. It's getting closer. Well, 
I think we should get off the bus now, except I don't know if Deacon wants to stay and just like keep an eye out. No. Guard the bus. Okay. I stare into that black void and I feel nothing. My connection is weak out here. Connection is weak to what? Me, myself, and I. Oh, you mean the Duncans. Yes. Things here are fractured. I don't like it. Can I throw a knife into the snarl? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, take that. You see it go down an indeterminate number of bus gangways before disappearing beyond your sight. Now I have space for that new knife. You do. Quinn, does this mean like in some other timeline, a knife has come like just shooting out of nowhere? (laughs) Probably. Oh, no. (laughs) It's impossible to know. Oh, God. (laughs) Max, you bring the bus into park. And once again, you are back in the back alley. I think you've managed to land like perfectly back where you were so that it hasn't disrupted the the communes formed around it. (laughs) It's fine. It's become part of the community. As you put the bus into park, you hear a distinctive thrumming sound behind you. Uh Uh-huh. Is this a noise that I'm familiar with? No. Okay, I look. I turn and look. Over your shoulder, you see that the disposition of the snarl has shifted. Okay. No longer is it a writhing mass of divergent gangways that are whipping back and forth through Mm space-time. Rather, it is contorted into the vague countenance of a human face. Your face. Oh, I don't like this. I look at Deacon and I'm like, does that look like anybody? It's it's just a random face, right? This is not. You see the tendrils of time strain in this shape to form a small smile before once again collapsing into a tangled writhing mass. Ah! Uh, cool, 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 cool. Uh, <laughs> 